Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, everybody. It's your friendly neighborhood podcast host. It's Mike on vacation this week, at least from the day job from the radio. But I thought we'd do one of these anyway. Because why not? You seem to like them. Thank you for the emails, by the way. Somebody wrote in the subject line, I've got compliments. And at first, of course, I read that as I've got complaints and thought, oh man, here we go. But uh, it turned out a lot better than I thought. For today, something different. It's our first quick questions. Topics that maybe aren't the full eight, nine, ten minutes on their own, but that we should still get answers to. And the first one, it starts here. This is from a town square in Nice, France. Kind of fits with the vacation theme because I was there last year. And this part of Nice, it looks really nice in the pictures. And I say that because I don't really remember this particular moment. But I guess I liked the bell, so I recorded it. And thing is, I don't remember because of jet lag. I had just gotten there. I was pretty fuzzy, which sad because you want to remember your vacations. So what is jet lag? Can we lessen the effects? Does everybody get it? Do pilots get it? This is where I usually say, I've got questions and the theme plays, but we already did that. So let's just ask one. <laughs> I usually like to do transcon flights out of Los Angeles. A lot of times we're going to the East Coast. So New York, Boston, Dallas. Newark. Captain Laura Einsettler, commercial pilot for a major U.S. airline flying more than 20 years and changing time zones a lot. So perfect for this one. Well, I think people think that we're immune to it somehow, <laughs> but it definitely affects us as well. We just we might be a little bit more well prepared. Jet lag is usually caused because of your circadian rhythm disruption. As you're changing time zones and you're going opposite schedules of when you should be sleeping, when you should be awake, we just feel messed up, right? 100%. And then there's the things that make it worse. Dehydration. Up at altitude, the aircraft is usually about a 4% humidity range. And then also there's uh, less oxygen pressure because normally we're up at 8,000 feet cabin altitude. It's like hiking at an 8,000 foot mountain or something. So take all that, add it up, and you can see why it happens. And if you have any doubt still lingering that it's a real thing, why don't we ask a doctor? 
you know, you can't just will your way out of it. It's a physiologic process, and it happens to some extent to everyone. I'd like you to meet Dr. Vernon Williams, the director of the Center of Sports Neurology and Pain Medicine at the Curlin Job Institute. As a sports neurologist, one of the ways we look at it is performance. Pretty much every way you slice it, you can find support for this concept that performance declines if you haven't slept well and performance declines when you're suffering from some kind of jet lag. And it's pretty clear that if you're crossing more than two time zones, you have a significant reduction in your likelihood of winning a game. So what do we do? I mean, when you have to kind of accept that, okay, this is going to happen, it's going to take some days for your body to adjust to the new time. They actually say it takes about a day to recover for each time zone that you cross. But also it's a strategy. And here's strategy number one, which is don't really change. You know, if you're staying within one to three hour time zone change and it's less than, you know, a four or five day trip, let's say, you want to try to stay on your same sleep and eating cycles. But if that's not an option, let's try strategy two. You really want to just every day kind of swing your normal sleeping and eating times by a couple of hours. And that's when you get there or before you even leave. If possible, people can start to shift their bodies. So if they know they're going to be two or three or four time zones away, uh, they may shift their sleep time a little bit. Yeah, change your wake up time, change your bedtime to get a little bit closer to where you're going. And then when you get there, let's say you land in the middle of the afternoon, but you're dead tired, you got to try and stay awake. It does help if you sleep when you're supposed to be sleeping via the new clock and then wake up the next morning and get out there in the sun because this is all about reprogramming your body and the sunlight is going to do that the best. Early exposure before 10 or 11 a.m. can help with respect to your brain setting that melatonin release appropriately. You're on vacation anyways, so take yourself out to breakfast, eat outside, and then go for a walk. And we walk because we need to get our 10,000 steps, right? How's that for a segue? You ever wonder where that came from? 10,000 steps a day? There is a story behind it, and it starts in 1960s Japan. Japan at the time was really growing economically and was becoming an industrialized country. You know, this is the time of cars and bullet trains, but also the time of more desk jobs and less physical activity. Dr. Tom Harai, director of the Bariatric and Metabolic Health Center at O'Connor Hospital in San Jose. There was this company called Yamasa. This doctor expressed his concerns about, you know, the, the, the way things were going with society and how the lifestyle was changing and how that could impact negatively on, on people's health. So he actually asked this uh, company president to make a device that could track steps. So it took two years to get ready. And in 1965, he was ready to sell it. And he wanted to come up with a catchy name. And the name he came with was the Mampo Meter. Man means 10,000 and Po means steps. So it was literally the 10,000 step meter. So here we are, or there we were, at a place that was one part health and one part marketing. But how many steps do you really need a day? How many should you get? If you really drill down, Mike, a little bit into the data, you find that you don't necessarily have to get the 10,000. But if you strive towards that, you know, kind of like you strive towards 
the moon, maybe you kind of land amongst the stars type of situation. I love that. Dr. Fatima Cody Stanford's obesity medicine at Massachusetts General and Harvard Med. If you look at studies, seven or 8,000 seems to be just as beneficial as 10,000. Basically, the idea is get enough that maintains your current weight. And that, depending on strides and speed and all that, is usually about five miles. So get towards that. Bottom line, lots of people don't get anywhere near this. And we're just sitting too much. Exactly. And I think that's the key thing is like that we need to aim towards movement. A lot of us have become very sedentary, right? Like we live in front of our computers. We we spend our time on social media, on our smartphones, et cetera. And movement is just kind of like an afterthought. Like we don't really have to move. We can press a few buttons. Our groceries can be there. Our dinner can be there. We really don't have to do anything. So we just need to be moving. We need to do it. We don't have to go out and hunt and gather like our ancestors did, but we still need to be moving and we need to be purposeful in our movement. And look, you can piece this together easily enough ways to do it. She says the easiest one is just to build it in as parts of your routine every day. When I was a resident, I don't know what my um, the junior residents and medical students thought about me, but I would start our rounds in the basement and I would have us walk up the stairs to the 12th floor from the basement. And I did had very little empathy for them because I was older than they were and I wore five inch heels. So I figured uh-huh. if I can do it, you can do you it. Can you can know? too, no excuses, <laughs> right? All right, we've got one more thing for today. Hi, Mike. I'd love to know origins of some of our common idiomatic expressions like nose to the grindstone, raining cats and dogs, hold your horses. Hey, love the podcast. Mike Amore, Cheshire, Connecticut. Mike, you've got a great voice, and uh, we can do that. My name is Jay Paget, and I'm a professor at UC Santa Cruz. And he is in linguistics. To be an idiom, you have to be a phrase or a sentence, not just a word. The meaning is not composed out of the parts. That's non-compositional. They are a curiosity for guys like him, and they do come with a warning. It's just buyer beware. So often you get multiple stories, and I don't believe most of them. That being said... Let's go. Raining cats and dogs. You know, the most gruesome one is that, you know, maybe in the Middle Ages, literally, we would see cats and dogs sort of floating in the water in the street during thunderstorms. Well, this is certainly taking a turn. But some sources say, well, it comes from superstitions. Witches made storms happen. Cats are associated with witches. I think the truth is that we have no idea. Fair enough. For hold your horses, it's easy enough. In the days of carriages, you weren't ready yet, you had to hold your horses. And nose to the grindstone, kind of like that. It's sort of easier to get the metaphor, at least once somebody explains to you what the heck a grindstone is. (laughs) But grindstones were these big stones that would turn so that you could sharpen a knife or some other tool on it. Keeping someone's nose to the grindstone meant not keeping them working without a break. And if that happens, you might get mad at your boss. But do you eventually bury the hatchet? Yeah, so people will um, always talk about Native Americans, and they'll say that it was a custom for certain Indians to bury a hatchet as a symbol of making peace. So that may be true, but it's not clear that that's where we uh, get this idiom, because there are references to hanging up hatchets and burying hatchets that, that go back hundreds of more years. I've got more of these, but I think we'll wait till the next quick questions when we do volume two. You're hearing sounds right now from a bar. I think next week we'll go out drinking. So in the meantime, send me some more questions, more topics. I've got questions at odyssey.com, A-U-D-A-C-Y. And uh, new episodes 
on Thursdays. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.